Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Delicious Tears. I'm your host, The Solution. Well, I'll be putting it down for the next 30 to 60 minutes. And I'm going to warn you right now. I click the explicit tab on the uh, the category for the podcast today because this may get a little raw. Okay. A little untrojan like a little unmagnum like. Okay, a little I trust you and this is what we do together like, if you know what I mean. And I, I aspire to keep this a little PG, but this topic, I am sick of it. Everybody's been bombarding me with the topic, but however, I thank you for sending me the ideas for the podcast because it means you trust and respect my work and you love to hear my point of view with it. But this one right here, I'm telling you, let me read this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now, 10 people have sent me a request to react to this particular podcast 10 times, y'all. All right. Not counting the um, the instant messages and things that people reached out to me on social media. Hey, and sending me the clips and stuff like this. Yes, I've seen it. Yes, I'm aware of it. It's everywhere. They're viral. They're, they're doing the dirt on things. So um, shout out to... Um, Deadass with Kadeem and Deval Ellis. Y'all know them. They used to do skits with the kids. Well, they still do. They do skits with the kids and stuff like this. And they've had a podcast for a while. And um, this particular episode was uh, is titled Monogamy, Expectation versus Reality. So first things first, disclaimer. I do not like to react to other people's work. I don't like that. I like people that, that have their things and they do it. I know reactions are... Um, the thing to do right now with social media, well, with uh, YouTube and podcasts and stuff like that to get people's different point of views. But I like to leave people's work alone. So to uh, Kadeen and DeVal, hey, look, great podcast, y'all. I Look, everything I'm going to say is not going to be an attack. It's not going to be in line with what you're saying. And it's not going to be a uh, opposition point of view of what you're doing. People have asked me to give my take on your work and i appreciate your work i actually love y'all's work by the way just to put that out there um and i think really it is the the listeners of my podcast they they know how i am they know i'm very provocative i have a different spin on a lot of stuff so on this particular clip and a lot of people didn't even listen to the entire uh 59 minutes and 13 seconds okay i'm looking at it right now on my screen The entire podcast episode was 59 minutes and 13 seconds. We have seen about five minutes of it. So on the the basis of the podcast was why do some women want monogamy if they can't keep up with their husband's desires and wants? That's the big thing right here. Now, first things first, let's be clear. All right. This is not to assume that men have a higher sex drive than women. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. Let me back up for a second. Once again, exclusive, exclusionary and inclusionary language. This is not to say that all men have a higher sex drive than all women. This is also not to say that some women have a higher sex drive than some men. Get what I said right there. Let's be clear. But that's going to confuse some of you. All right. So it's not saying all of some. Look. I don't like people not mis. I don't, I don't like people misrepresenting me. Okay, I, I don't like that. Listen, okay. Stop hearing and listen. 
All right. Also, sometimes just shut up and listen. Goodness. All right. So that's what they're talking about on here. And there's a there's a gap. All right. And I do um, appreciate them for being so candid and allowing people into their bedroom and sit on their bed with them, because this is not a topic I personally would talk about. I would not let you all into what my issues or possible issues are uh, with the significant other of mine. So let's get into it. I'm going to play a clip that I'm going to give you my spill on it. So listen up. So that that brings me back to my 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 soundbite. Okay. Right. I don't understand, and this is what we can discuss mm-hmm. as a woman, because I don't I don't want to say it's a man versus woman thing, but a lot of women do complain. Oh, my husband's always on me. Why is he always on me? Mm-hmm. If sex is going to be a chore for you that you don't really want to do, why do women constantly? push monogamy on men if you know that you don't want to have to deal with him all the time just wanting you mm-hmm. why do you push monogamy on men well who's to say i pushed anything on anybody like well we know that people, you pushed monogamy on me i pushed whoa whoa <laughs> did y'all hear that now he i think is a little tongue-in-cheek but he's getting her attention at the same time by saying that. So what I want you to hear is her response. And um, she fell down that that wormhole that I always advise women don't do that. Remember I told you about the victim thing? Got to be the victim. Don't do this. So listen to what she has to say and her retort back to his um, impactful statement that he made. Man, I force you to get married to me? Tom, I didn't say you forced me to get married, but did you not say to me? That you wanted to be engaged and you wanted to be married before you live with me? You I didn't want, say that? I want a billion dollars. That don't mean I'm going to get it. So that's fair. Whoa. <sighs> that was deflection right there. And, and sometimes I, I admit I am the master of deflection sometimes. Like, But she says, I want a billion dollars. And I, well, a billion dollars, I'm not going to get it. That wasn't what he was talking about. Okay. So the expectation of if, when you get married. And people like to throw out vows and all this stuff. And we live in the, the day and time where um, things get scrutinized, where uh, the old school way of running a marriage and engaging a marriage just doesn't work, where we get into semantics and stuff like that. So there's a word in there called submit and obey. And uh, some of the, the Western Christian vows, if you will, not every religion does that. Or they have some remix interpretation or their variation of it, of and you know, women hear that submit, obey. Who do you think I am? I'm, I'm not your slave, your servant, and stuff like this. And then you get into the religious books where it says, you know, serve the husband, all that good stuff. And I'm like, no, all right, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to say that. But it's implied, all right, that you get married. This is the only person. That you're going to be bouncing up and down and having fun with and putting your mouth on them in different means and doing all kinds of fun adult stuff. All right. So when he said we got together and we get married, it's, it's pretty much exclusive. OK. And women demand that. OK. You, you get with that person. The, the demand for exclusivity. All right. I hope I said that right. I don't run off words like that properly all the time. I have an accent. I'm from Baltimore originally. You know, and I, I fight against I've taken classes. I've taken voice and diction. But sometimes it leaks out. All right. My Baltimore City Public School System education takes over. Actually, it's a good education, by the way. 
but she said that okay and that is pretty much you know you with the person you with them you're married there's no one else but you do all these nasty wonderful things to keep him interested and to ensure he returns and comes back demanding and desiring more and you tone it down all right you put him on a budget you put him on a coochie budget a booty budget all right why oh i got him now i gotta do all that is that what it is ladies talk to me so let's hear what goes on next talking about marriage let's even talk about dating right okay two people are dating typically in society who asks for exclusivity first a woman or a man i would say a woman thank you she said it she said it a woman asks for exclusivity first or demand it a man might not even mention it okay maybe that's an escape clause for what you say it was just gonna be us did i just say that don't, don't worry about it. don't worry about that but let's continue on with their conversation thank you that was my whole point so you were going all over the place if women typically ask for exclusivity first then when they get exclusivity say he always on me he always want to have sex why are we asking men for exclusivity if we do not want to participate in set for in sex at the same level as men if you're asking say it's just me from a man's point of view I, i'm going to speak as a man if you're saying it's just me it means that hey look if you can do it it's going to get done got it it's going to get done you're only with me that means we should be doing it all the time whenever possible whenever physically possible it should be going down in some capacity because you're saying hey you're mine you're with me that's how it goes but you get married and now y'all here begging and pleading and doing things to convince her to get some or even if you're in a long-term relationship the same way it just tapers down well, i got him now he ain't going nowhere pretty much pretty much I, I got him on a pitch count so let's continue on we have to think about what I, that does to a I man and i don't think that that's being th that conversation is being had okay i agree and that part i agree with yes that women are typically the ones that will ask for the exclusivity i get that yes so you say you want to be engaged i get engaged you say you want to be married within a year we do that whoa it's about to get deep now okay brace yourselves if you've not heard this what she has done is place demands upon him all right, this is almost a breach of contract when you think about this. So let him run off a little bit more on the things you're saying because it's something that's going on here. All right. And like I said, I applaud them for being so candid. All right. And I'm not talking about them like we're focusing on that. I'm talking about in general how some men and women are going about this. We're not using them as the, this is what really happens all the time. All right. We're saying their particular conversation is a reflection of what's happening quite a bit not across the board but quite a bit within some long uh, marriages and some long relationships let's continue on we get married then you make it seem like like sex is a chore to your husband once again i ask the question it's a chore i've actually heard this quite a bit from some women i just don't feel like no time you know or uh, certain things get done when uh, their husband 
you know, gets a promotion. Uh, he gets a, a, a higher paying job. Or, you know, his birthday, anniversaries. That's when you bring it all out. You know, it, it becomes a gift. And this goes back to Valentine's Day where there are a lot of women who feel like sex is a gift. But they expect men to bring the flowers and the candies and the roses and the meals and all this stuff and little gifts. And you offer him the same damn coochie that's been in them draws for the past couple of months that he's been getting. You might put a, 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 a different thong on or something like that with a bow or something like that or a, a little cami or nighty or whatever it is, a teddy and go, oh, yeah. Um, put a little whipped cream on or something. Let's light some candles or whatever. He just had that. You just you're, you're repackaging gifts. That's what you're doing. But let's move on. Why do women who push forth monogamy on the man they're dating then get overwhelmed with that man who tries to provide that monogamy to you? Why do you get upset when we're trying to be what you want us to be? You don't want me to be with no one else, right? Right? I'm asking. This is a serious right. question. Yes, absolutely. You don't want me to be with no one else. Absolutely. So if I decide that all this testosterone I have, I want to give to you, why is this so overwhelming now? This is what you asked for. 26 and 27-year-old Kadeem uh-huh. was like, okay, here's the natural succession of life. You graduate. You're working. You meet. See, that, that's where you, you heard what she said. When she was younger, Okay. And this was the path that she thought that you would take in the relationship. You're you're excited and, and you know you're you're successful and you're finding your way and now you're about to have a child and all this stuff. And it's like, uh, yeah. Well, got him now. And that's what she's talking about. Got him now. I've I've achieved. So there's nothing else for me to do. I'm married, I got kids, I'm successful. What else? And see, this is why men leave women in these long marriages. Because you're not providing that that spark, that element of the sexual variety. Now, I don't want to blow an episode that I'm going to do. And because first thing women will say, well, he's going to cheat. He's going to cheat. Well, look what you're doing. You're making the environment ripe. Okay? You're making the environment ripe for somebody who would go down that path. Stop giving excuses. And the same thing. See, this is what goes about. Basically, what happened is people are marrying representatives. Okay? They're marrying representatives that people are doing things where it's like, OK, uh, they're going to be like this when we get married because we've been together for so long. Now you're in the house and you're contractually connected to this person. The law says you have to do these things for this person or they're going to take something from you or if the person decides not to. All right. So you got to keep it up. This, this is basically a breach of contract that's going on right now. All right. Don't do that. It's not a chore. All right. If you expect that man to remain faithful to you and, you know, this was a big deal with him when you were dating and you were engaged. Don't trickle it down. All right. Don't reduce it. All right. Don't ration it because you're asking for problems. Now, this man has the wherewithal and the smarts and the ability to be open. And he's talking to his wife in public about this, by the way. So this is very heroic of him at the same time. And I. I. And saying, hey, look, there's a problem. Okay, what is it? Maybe they have drummed this up for entertainment purposes, or maybe this is real. It, it feels like this is very much real in an actual conversation that they had. Say, hey, look, you know something? We talked about this, is, and the conversation they probably had did not go the way that we're hearing now. This is a calmer, more um, 
you know, a public friendly version of their conversation. Because I'm like the way he is, by the way. I'm going to say it. Hey, what's up? All right, I'm going to observe. I'm going to observe. Watch. Okay, this is the pattern. Now I have to say something. If you fail to change, then I'm going to do something. I'm going to enact something, okay? Not saying it's the cheating thing, thing like that, but I'm going to make changes because now I see that I told you about it several times. So you don't care because you feel like nothing will change. I got what he's going to do. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I will serve notice. And if you don't, things will happen. Got it? So let's hear what they have to say moving forward somebody you guys are dating you want children yes i want children yes we don't want to wait too long or too late to have children yes. no now a lot of people are waiting until their 30s to yes. have children and i understand why and we and we at that time felt like well we're doing everything in this natural succession that the forces that be have given us this timeline Mm -hmm. A lot of that, too, is not knowing that you have the liberty and the choice and there shouldn't be any pressure to wait. Right. So 27 year old Kadeen in that moment felt like, OK, so we are dating for a certain amount of time. At that point, we were dating for seven or eight years. Mm -hmm. Right. Seven or eight years is a bit of time to be invested in somebody to not know, is there a future here? What are we doing? So Absolutely. at that point, I proposed to you the idea of engagement. We got engaged. Then it was like, all right, we want to have kids. I particularly didn't want to have a, ch a child until I was married. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, well, we're engaged. We might as well. The next phase is get married. And then naturally, girls get excited. The minute you're engaged, and it's just like, oh, fiance, fiance. Where I told you all about the princess thing. From your youth, ladies, that princess concept gets ingrained in your head. But, you know, if you knew, I have a daughter. I'm guilty of this, okay? Because it's about building the esteem and um, the, the, the personal value that you're trying to place upon your young ladies so they grow up and having a, a good amount of self-worth and value. And they don't need other people to do that for them. They know who they are and they, they feel comfortable in who they are. They're excited about who they are. That princess thing. So it, it goes from the little girl with the little gowns and, you know, the wands and all that stuff. I, I've done that, y'all. To Sweet 16... Uh, the prom, quinceanera, if you're from Latin, Hispanic heritage, uh, the prom up to wedding. It's always that princess moment. And here it is right now. She's talking about it and doesn't even realize that she's following the exact same theory that will concept is not theory is proven. So all these things, oh, I'm married. I'm going to get married to fiance, all the wedding, the, the big ceremony thing. And that's the focus. You know, he put a ring on it. It's like the wedding planning has to commence. Like, that's just naturally what most women do. Okay? So that happened. And then we ended up getting married. However, I did not realize that after having children, after, you know, career changes, all of the turbulences that we've been through in life, that that was going to have a direct effect on my sex drive. And, that's fair. And, and me not knowing that, if I knew it then, I probably would have rethought, you know, and, what I was going to do when it came to marriage and monogamy. And that is fair. And this is why I like to have this discussion. And see that, see what I said? I really believe they talked about this before they brought it to the public. And um, we, we're getting a more uh, well thought out, condensed version of this conversation. I don't think this was raw. All right. I really don't. Based upon um, the replies and the responses. And um she, she appears to be a somewhat fiery woman just from her responses right now in this controlled conversation that they're having but she clearly said it 
You know, I did not think that all these things were going to take a toll on me because she was speaking from a place of a younger woman. But at the same time, when you're getting married, you better talk to people who've been married for a long time. Not your little bobblehead friends that just got married two, three years ago. No, talk to older people and make sure you have those questions ready about the hard, challenging times. So you can have something in your mind as a frame of reference say, what do I do when things aren't going well in the marriage? Because I just talked to uh, Miss Hattie May over there and her and Mr. Earl been married for 37 years. They did not have 37 years of tranquility, euphoria and bliss. Trust me, Hattie May did some stuff and Earl did some stuff. But the fact that they're having that conversation with you right now means that they knew what it took to overcome some things. So conversations must be had early on when you see things are changing and you can taper down these expectations. Got it. If you were humping away like rabbits when you got together, the expectation, especially from a man point of view, that you're going to continue to hump away until you can't physically do it anymore. To say that your sex drive took a hit in your 30s, nah, that's prime humping years right there. All right. Especially for men. All right. So what she thinks she's going to get it back in the 40s when the kids leave the homes or whatever, you know, or the 50s in their case, they had their kids later. Well, no, no, don't put yourself at risk. OK, do what you got to do. Let's move on. We should have this discussion because people look at us and say, oh, relationship goals, right? Marriage goals. They don't know what what is being discussed behind. Oh. He just he just said it. They look at us and say relationship goals, marriage goals. They don't know what's being discussed, but I cut them off behind closed doors. Remember I told you they had this conversation prior to it, but it makes for great entertainment and it's very brave of them to do this, to subject themselves to ridicule. My, my bad, Deval. Keep going. And closed doors, mm -hmm. right? So, for example, one of the things that I have deduced through being married to you for a long period of time is this, and this is not a about a woman thing, woman thing. This is about me and you. I learned that you were never taught what it entails to be with someone in a monogamous relationship. The same way no. I was never taught that. Right. So what happens is, is that we both have expectations of what we think it's going to be like. Remember I said that? You have to talk to older people that have been married for a long time. Not an older person who has a four or five year marriage. People have older people who have been married for a very long time. That friend, what do you do? How do you manage these things? Talk to me. All right. And if an older person doesn't want to talk to you about that, that's a deeper issue right there. Find somebody else. Okay. That's why I told you I love older people. They're so full of, it's just the jewels are infinite. All right. In the words of Prodigy, rest in peace with Mob Deeps. I got jewels infinite, son. Talk to them. Talk to them. You, you want that knowledge. You want them to impart these things and say, this is what it takes. Because a lot of young people are enamored with the concept of marriage, the, the social media version of marriage, the, the ceremony, the rings, the, the honeymoon, the vacations, all these things they want to put out there to show you that, oh, it's such a beautiful thing. But they will not put the hard stuff out there for you to say, hey, look, this is what it's really like. All right. This is what it's really like out here. Look, a, a, a long-term committed relationship 
is pretty much 90% boring, 10% exciting. And when I say boring, I'm not saying uh, there's, it's just, ah, I don't want to be here. It means that you're maintaining, you're doing everyday stuff. There's no reason to leave. It's just moments of quiet that you respect. That's just how it is. You're not always going out and doing things all the time. That's fake. That's what social media believes. Let's let you believe. All right, these are goals. They're always doing stuff. Just stop it. Y'all live in fantasies, man. Stop that. Let's go. Of course. And then the minute it's not like that, mm-hmm. we start to project our issues that we have with that on each other. So you Naturally, get mad at me, and I get mad at you. So the problem is, the problem is, is not so much the reality of what happens is that we all have this ideal of what it's supposed to be like. And I'm gonna give you an example. As a man, right, in my 18, from 18 to 22, we had sex routinely, like all the time. Yeah. Where I told you that, see that? You're setting a standard. You have to keep it up. And if you can't keep it up, a conversation has to be had. He said 18 to 22. Look, yeah, 18, yeah, that's prom getting it in years right there. All right. As a man, 18, 22, you're trying to be balls deep on the regular. All right. And you hope the woman that you're with, too, the young lady, she's about that, too. Got it. Let's go. That was it. Right. Once we moved into together and we were living together in our own house in Michigan, sex started to slow down. This was before kids. Mm-hmm. This was before marriage. This was before he was working. This was before any stresses, period. They moved in together and he said it started slowing down. Why? I got him now. He's in the house with me. I don't have to do all that stuff. Remember I said that? Complacency kills people. The moment you think, ah, it's just normal business as usual, blah, 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 blah. That's when things start to brew. He said it. Right. This was just you. you like, sex just started to slow down. Right. And but also, part- too, eighteen to twenty-two was like college. It was my first time out of my parents' house. Um, right. You know, we were living in this utopia. Excuses. 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 What women say? Oh, you make time for the things that you like and love. Don't women say that? Okay, let's go. College right. life, and also too. Um, what was the other thing that I was going to say? So we gra- distance. We had distance. Yes, we had distance. So there was time so, for us to like miss each other and be like, absolutely. oh, I can't wait to see you again. And when we do That's see each other. That's what I was other, getting to. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So once we started <laughs> to move in together right. and you see the same person every single night, mm-hmm. the distance that we had when we were in college and we would, I was traveling and we were doing different things, that distance allows time for you to kind of reboot your sex yes. drive. Yes. You would hope long distance relationships are... They're, they're tough man that's tough work okay shout out to the people who who are doing that and have done it that's tough but they say distance you know they just make the heart fonder and all that stuff it can also make the mind wander got it so it, it's hard to manage stuff like that so yes that played the part in what they're doing so it's like you're living for the moment when you see that person again and the fire starts all over again Hopefully, but now you got them. So what do you do? You have to. What, what do y'all like to say? You gotta keep the same energy. Got it. You gotta keep the same energy, and that's the problem, people. You get, you get comfortable. Nah, I got him. Where we, we gonna go? He ain't got it better than this, you know. Because you think you're that chick. You know, you got the, the biggest titties, the fattest booty. You know all this stuff. You got the wop. All right. <laughs> you know, it, it's more to it. Trust me, as a grounded man, 
it becomes more to it, ladies. If that's all you got to offer, you're going to be cast off as such. And yeah, that's just what she do. Whatever. Blah. She don't do nothing for me mentally, but, you know, she got the wop, baba, loo, baba, bop, bam, boom. All right. I'm trying to get that tootie fruity. Let's go. For me, I don't necessarily have to reboot my sex drive. The minute I see you, I want to have sex. So when we were missing each other, it seemed normal that we had sex all the time. But then when we think about it, we really wasn't having sex all the time because we didn't see each other all the time. Right. Then when we moved in together and we see each other every day, every time I want to have sex, I look to you. It became overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So and the reason why I say that is because the conversation starts happening is why do men fear marriage? Mm -hmm. Why do men fear marriage? I'm going to cut them off right there and come back to it. We know men, we know why we fear marriage. One, the failure part of it, 98.97.9% of the time, does not work out in our favor. We tend to lose. Two, the, the desire of that woman still wanting us is going to be in question. It's like, man, we used to do all this stuff and now she just don't want to do anything. Like I gave some kids, whatever, whatever. I'm fine. Complacency. So, what in summation before I close out this episode, a lot of us we're starting to see with this pandemic. I talked about this on apartment before. The pandemic really exposed a lot of relationships. A lot of people aren't friends with the people they are intimately bonded with, be it a, a long-term relationship or marriage. You're seeing people being stuck with each other because they can't travel for work or their home. You know, they're working from home and stuff like this. Especially these entertainers, they find out they really don't like the person the way they thought because they didn't have those breaks that that 10 to 11 hours away from that person, you know, working or doing whatever it is. And you get back home. They're stuck in the house with them all the time and everything is starting to become an annoyance. It's like uh, the passion is gone. I just don't get excited about that person anymore. And you're seeing that they aren't friends. They thought they were. They were just relationship mates. That friendship is what keeps uh, Miss Hattie Mae and Mr. Earl together. It's kept them together because they became friends when the whole intimate side of it waned. And they realized, well, you know, we really can't do that all the time. But that's my best friend. And a lot of you tell me, I want to marry my best friend. You find out you didn't. Now, you married the best person that was friendly enough to you that you loved in an intimate manner. You did not love them amicably as a friend, a person that you truly enjoyed and found them interesting as a whole. All right. You have to marry that that homegirl that you hung out with all the time for years and y'all had your problems. Y'all managed to came out. You got to treat it just like that, people. OK, you got to treat it just like that. Yeah, fellas, your your homeboy that you know he did some stuff you didn't agree with y'all fell out a little bit, but y'all managed to patch it back up. That's your bro right there. You have to marry a woman that uh, morphs into that or already has that with you. Okay, so the the whole um, I married my best friend is just cliched unless you're really doing it. You really have to enjoy that person. You gotta have these conversations, and if they aren't interested, then yeah, well, all right, that's telling you something right there. They have to take interest in the things that you do and the things you say. All right, for the most part, that's how you know you got a friend, and they able to tell you things that you need to hear that you don't want to hear, and you don't get all emotional about it. You say, oh, that's disrespectful. So it takes more. Let's see what they gotta say before we close this out, because I told y'all. 
30 to 60 minutes. I don't want to keep hammering you across the head because I am the solution. Let's go. I'm going to explain this so that everybody can understand this. When you're a man, a young man, and you talk to your friends who are married about getting married, the first thing they do is say, take your time. Right? <laughs> they don't ever explain why because men aren't vocal. We don't discuss these things. We're not emotional. Mm -hmm. All they'll say is, Whew, take your time. You got, you got time for that. You sure you want to do this? And they're like, Ball game. Okay? Right there. Men do that. I know for a fact most women don't talk about that part. They give you the fantasy element of it. Guys are like, bro, look, you sure you want to do this? Not saying that they wish they wouldn't they wanted to be single again, but they're basically advising, not warning you, but advising you, hey look, man, this is tough work. Marriage is a business, okay? It's a business. And, and like any business, you understand, you're a business-minded person, you go into a business, you're in the red the, the first three years of the business. Seriously, that's why you see people getting divorced after three years. Because that marital bliss is worn off. I'm like, I just don't feel the magic. It's not going to be magical all the time. All right? That's why you see these companies, they start off and they, they struggle. And the next thing you know, it's a franchise. They're all over the place. It's a, a product that you can respect. Like Hattie Mae and Mr. Earl. Those are relationship goals. Not these young people who get married and two, three years later, they're done. Uh -huh. Relationship goals and all that stuff. No, 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 no. Look at the older people who have been married for a very, very long time. Those are marital relationship goals. Those are friendship goals. Got it? Marry your friend. Okay? Make sure you actually like that person. The sum of all their parts. And hey, I'm the solution. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast, Delicious Tears, right here. Hey, some of you probably tapping uh, a napkin to your eyes right now. Some of you probably want to just shank me in my calf muscle for this. But it's okay. I got your attention, though. All right? Remember, you can find me on all these platforms out here. Spreaker, uh, Breaker, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Make sure you got your Spotify account ready and uh, check me out. And like I always say, you know how you can fix all this stuff, y'all? Just be a better human. But shout out to Deadass with Kadeen and Deval Ellis. I appreciate you all for all the great episodes you put out there and for being candid. But like I said, I think they had this conversation prior to going uh, on air with this. And I'm out of here, y'all. The Solution.